Hey, it's your girl, Chanae Ogwamake. And I am Lisa Leslie, and this is Front and Center. We do it with our own little flavor, right? We do it with our own little seasoning, right, Lisa? Well, you know I'm seasoning, and you are what? Flavor. So we will be what? Front, Front and, and Center. center. <laughs> Lisa, how has your week been so far? It's so funny. I thought you were going to ask me that, and I have no idea what I was going to say. <laughs> no, this week, let me think. This week's actually been better. Um, I had a few working opportunities, so I got hair and makeup done this week, which was really cool, which led to me doing a few mom TikToks. So that was fun. Uh, 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 uh. We're going <laughs> to talk about them TikToks, because one of them hit the main stage. Yeah. What about that TikTok? That was so, I woke up and I saw that. I was like, oh, this is funny. <laughs> well, you know, here's the deal. You know, I've been doing mom TikToks pretty much since we've been in quarantine in the house. I had actually done the TikTok because my hair was done, right? And I was dressed. So I was like, before I go take off these clothes and go back to this look, uh, let me do some TikToks with the kids. So they were kind of laughing. So I was doing some little dancing TikToks. And then I heard the one with Whitney Houston. And so I recorded that. Cut to next day, you know, because I don't ever post when I do stuff. So when I got ready to post it, I was like, oh, I should change this because they said that 45 got COVID, right? Which I really didn't believe. At the time that I posted it, I didn't really think, I thought it was a hoax because I'm like, he's not sick. But what happened was the timeline was off, right? Maybe he was sicker before, but when I saw it and I saw him get on a helicopter, I'm like, he's not even sick. So I posted it. Um, you know, just kind of like making a joke about 45 having COVID, which is probably not a joke because in hindsight, that's not nice. Not nice, Lisa. Um, but yeah, so I got picked up by the shade room. Next thing you know, it was like 2 million likes on there. And I'm like, oh, okay, sorry. Sorry, not sorry. In other words, Lisa's TikTok, we've been telling everyone, but it stays popping. And yeah, so <laughs> I was... Okay, I was up at night. You know, I'm on the West Coast in LA. Yeah. And so I'm scrolling my timeline because I think this was after an NBA game. I can't remember. So I was like, yeah. I, was, I told myself, I gave myself like a minute. I was like, okay, I'm going to look at my phone for one more minute and then I'm going to go to sleep. And then I saw the tweet and I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, or was this after the debate? I can't remember because it's all a blur. Oh, when it came out. I know because the timeline is a blur. I saw it and I was like, what in the world? And then obviously Twitter started exploding. Honestly, first off, God forgive me because I shouldn't have put that little uh, clip out on TikTok with 45. Hopefully he gets better uh, we as well. It. Bless him and his family. Amen. We all root for everyone to recover no matter who you are. Yes, what your 100%. Are. We get it. That's my real, that's what I feel in my heart, even though I was being a comedic that day. I agree, Lise, but on to brighter things. I went on a date this week. <gasps> oh, look at you. I I'm following your advice in dating, right? Hey, yes. Yeah. So I went on a date and it was mm -hmm. great. Like this was a true, true date. He took me to the bougiest place in Beverly Hills. Like oh, nice. bougie. I'm not, you know, I'm a Chipotle and chill type of girl. Right. The opposite of Chipotle and chill. Amazing views. It was brunch. The vibe was right. And I was like, wow. So like, that's my week development, you know? So. Okay. But I need to know this because you got to make sure you let the brother know. Don't send his representative because when he start out <laughs> at this nice restaurant, we are expecting to maintain Thank you. where we started in a relationship. So here's the thing. Don't send a representative and don't do anything that you cannot 
consistently do. If you're not a woman who cooks, don't act like you pretend where mom leave a meal over at the house and then like you cooked it if you don't have the intentions to eventually learn how to cook. Don't do That's it. what I was going to say. Like, this was great, but I'm like, look, if we're, you know, is, if this is you, more power to you. But if it's not you, like, I've had another guy that's been like, just, oh, I'm good. Like, let's, we can't go out anyways type of energy. I'm like, really? Where's the effort? So, you know that song? Why can't you just meet me in the middle? Like, it, like why can't okay. we just be in the middle of all of that? But yeah. I'll keep you posted. It was cool, though. Like, at least. You got a smile on your face. Yeah. It was like a very sophisticated, grown type of energy, which was cool. Okay. So tell me this. How did that make you feel? Like, honestly, did you feel good about that? Yeah, I felt great. I felt like it was someone that took me seriously and wanted to treat me well, at least make a really, really good first impression. And so like, that's the energy he wanted to put forth. And then obviously like we talked about a lot about a lot of things, like his background and everything. So you know, it's a good first start. And then I think everything okay. else will go like a little bit more casual because your girl is really just like ordering pizza in and watching these football games. So, well, listen here, Queen, don't ever not allow a king to take care of you and be okay with getting food on the platter. Don't feel like that's not something you deserve. Maybe that's not your choice, but that doesn't mean that's not what you deserve. Look, I know. I'm I, leave it I accept free food of all kinds. <laughs> and your girl went out there, ordered tuna tartare. Like, was- tartare? <laughs> <laughs> it was so Excuse cool. me, could you grip? Can you pass the Grey Poupon? Yeah, Grey Poupon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it man. Melise, I'm so excited about today because, you know, part of my nice little brunch date was that I got to dress up, you know, let my hair mm-hmm. down. I didn't go hard with the beat because I feel like guys sort of can tell when you're going too hard. So I like a nice natural beat was in the sunshine. And I think this brings us to our topic today. Absolutely. So I'm really excited about today. Today, you guys, we're going to be talking about beauty. We're going to be talking about really the industry and how us as black women have had not the easiest time in terms of getting provided actual hair and makeup the way that we need and deserve. We're also going to have and talk to my beautiful friend later, Miss Vivica A. Fox, Woo! the actress, the producer, the entrepreneur. Y'all know she got it going on. But we're going to check in and see how she's doing after her COVID-19 scare and how she's been navigating the demands of hair and makeup throughout her illustrious career. We will be right back. So today I am super hyped, so excited that we get to get into beauty because as black women, we are versatile. We can wear our hair straight, we can rock it in braids, we can go natural, etc. But with that power comes great responsibility. Even though we can wear our hair in any way we want, we're often held to the highest of standards. We have microscopes for eyes, you know, and anytime you see a black woman, we are always talking about her crown and what she chooses to do with her crown, how she wears it. Is it on point? Is it not? And with that comes a lot of pressure, Lisa. Yeah. Well, I think the whole hair situation for us 
It varies. I think there's people who have kinky hair. There's different textures that we have to all deal with, right? There's people who have curls and the people who have curly hair want straight hair. People who have straight hair want curly hair. You have short hair, you want long hair. People who have long hair want to cut it off. Like, I think it's because we have two eyes and we're always looking at someone else more than we're looking at ourselves that you have hair envy that happens. But I think once you learn to really love what you have, the biggest thing I've noticed in the past probably 10 years, or maybe less, maybe five years, is that we as Black women are starting to see ourselves more in public. We're starting to see ourselves more through social media. We see a consistent reflection of ourselves more than we've ever seen in any other time era, right? In a glamorous way, in different hairstyles, different hair colors, different wigs, different extensions, different braids. like the culture has been represented in sort of a rainbow of options and opportunities that weren't always there. And I feel like it's something that we've had to embrace, right? We've had this whole, I think, movement of natural hair, which is interesting because when I was young, I have always had really thick hair, like thick hair, coarse hair. My hair was dry because my hair is, my natural color is sandy brown. And I think being in the sun and swimming in chlorine pools, I had like orange hair, <laughs> bright. And it was difficult. It was sandy brown and difficult to comb. And my older sister, who's five years older than me, experimented with my hair because my mom left her responsible to give me two French braids, which she would always braid one braid, like the small side was like cute. Oh, kind of like my hair is braided now. But then this side, because the part was over here, this had the most hair. Mm -hmm. And this one was like all crooked and going all up <laughs> over my ears. And I used to cry. I hated this style. But she would braid my hair in two French braids every day. But what ended up happening was jerry curls came out. Ooh. Now, I don't know if you ever had a jerry curl. You probably my parents for did. Yeah. Oh, so my sister put a jerry curl in my hair, which is like... First off, we have no information about what a jerry curl is, nothing but chemicals. So I had a jerry curl, which I'm like, now what do I do? I had an awful experience at the beauty shop where my hair got cut off, just like the guy just tried to even the jerry curl, which is how do you even, like it's supposed to be kind of like a mother, you know how the back come down, all dripping oh, down from the back. Oh my God. So he like cut it all around. It was like, I had some really bad hair experiences. I feel like growing up, that really led me back to my natural hair. But let me just cut to, I also had a perm, which was after having a jerry curl and being blow dry, you get a perm because again, my hair was really thick. So the perm would help straighten it out, right? Another chemical because you want to have straight hair. And I'll never forget it. My aunt asked me, I was in the eighth grade and she used to have the guy come over to our house and like uh, press our hair and curl it, right? So I went first and then my cousin, and then my aunt, but my boy cousin, one boy cousin's like, Lise, you want to go to shoot some hoops? I'm like, yeah. Had my hair, my feather was all feathered, nice. Went over to the course today. When I tell you I balled for like three hours, I came back and my hair was wet, slapped to my face. And so my aunt said to me, you either going to be pretty or you're going to play basketball. You got to pick one. <laughs> and I'm like, why can't I do both? And she was like, you got to pick one. That was the day that I realized I got to play ball. And by playing ball, I got to make a sacrifice with my hair. So what would you say were the styles that helped you with playing ball and, you know, being in the public eye and dealing with mm -hmm. the pressure and stress with your hair? Because when it came to me, 
you know what my bio is on all social media. It's actually really funny because I feel like it represents me just because like with yeah. adversity, I just have learned to be tough. It's that Lil Wayne song, Tougher Than Nigerian Hair. And so right. my hair is tough. Like your girl has, you talk about thick. Well, if you're thick, I'm thick, thick, thick. Like even these edges refuse to be ever tamed, but I love them. And so growing up, you know, we were always in braids just because yeah. that was the best for us to do whatever looks we wanted and just maintain on the day to day. And then I get to end up high school, college, and I'm able to do weaves. But like at that point, it wasn't like YouTube was popping off because YouTube is like all these YouTubers and beauty, you know, stylists and all that stuff. You can learn what works. You can go on social right. media and follow the artists in real time. We didn't have that. You know, it's funny because that's 2010. It wasn't like that was booming then. Um, it's only yeah. like booming the last few years, you know? So I get to the pros and I still don't know what I need to know about hair, on weave, on maintenance, because I spent most of my adolescence in braids. And so yes. I learned the hard way when it came to being in the public eye and maintaining your hair, because I always say like us black women, we love to look good, yeah. but then we also love the spot when someone else is slipping. <laughs> quite literally and yeah. I have been caught yeah. slipping and it's gone viral on the internet and it's been hard because people didn't know yeah. like yo I'm working two jobs like I'm going from the court and grinding and coming back from injury straight to the studio when they need me on call and the only reason I'm doing yeah. it on call is because I'm trying to prove that I can do the job that most people won't wake up early or stay late to do so that I can have right. to the table and then I get on there and then my hair looks crazy and I didn't have yeah. the systems in place especially with the artists we had in Connecticut at the time to look out for yes. me in those moments and say, hey girl, just, you know, time to take your hair out or like, look, I can put some root spray on here to like make sure you maintain that closure. You learn through getting exposed and it's been unfortunate. And I was so scared because like this happened when I was just now breaking through as an NBA analyst. I was like, am I going to be that girl that everyone sees on the internet? But like, obviously you think the worst case scenario yeah. So now yeah. I think learning through that and, you know, Lisa, you always say, oh, that, that looks good. Like the first thing you say when you see me on there, you're like, girl, I love your hair, half up, bunty. Yeah, looking like, cute. All that stuff. But I had an experience, like I, I told you this before, my go-to hairstyle was wearing a ponytail because that was the easiest, whether it was a ponytail or a bun. And my hairstylist would put my hair in a bun and then wrap a ponytail around yeah. my bun and then I'd wear a braid or I'd wear it down when I got off the court and wear it braided. So the 2000 Olympics, I had braids just like yours, the whole Olympics. So we got like three days off before the gold medal game. And I decide, oh, I know what. I'm going to take the time to take my braids out. I'm going to put my hair in a bun and then have somebody wrap this ponytail on. And by the time we get done with the game, boom, we flying back home. I'm all set. Well, the ponytail wasn't really on right, first off. But I'm thinking, you know, just wrap it around, put a few pins in it. It'd be cool. It's not like done. Like usually it's sewn in, you know what I mean? Yeah. But because it's just wrapped on, well, that gave an opening because in the game, Lauren Jackson like snatches my ponytail and it comes off. And I'm like, it don't matter. You can have a ponytail because you can't get a gold. I can get a ponytail on the corner anytime, but I can, you can't get this gold medal. We won the gold. But girl, my ponytail, I was like trying to get a teammate to help me wrap it back on. I got the ponytail before we got our gold medals and wrapped it back on and put it in a bun. But I was like, really? Why did you take your braids down the day before the gold medal game? Look, I was uh. the same thing because when my hair looked crazy, I got called into work 
last minute. And this was the day I was supposed to get my hair taken down and redone because it was oh. old. And so I was like, all right. I call my, my hair lady. I was like, yo, I'll come in tomorrow. I just, they want me to do this one segment on this. I was like, I can move it tomorrow. We've been surviving. Like it hasn't looked crazy. Like people <laughs> haven't seen it like that yet. So like, if I can make it through right. this one more hit, then I'm going to get it all redone, rewashed. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Dang it. It's just funny because <laughs> it stinks. Cause like, that's how you learn sometimes. It's like, all right, I can't cut corners. Like people sort of look for that, but I feel like we're moving in a direction where now the options are so much better. I choose to wear weaves a lot. That's because it's easier for me knowing that when I sit in studio and when, you know, when you sit, they want to style all the time, which I love to style and be expressive, but that's heat yeah. to the hair. And I'd rather it not be yeah. my actual hair, someone else's hair, just so that I can keep it protected. But yeah. Lisa, wh what would you say you've learned through your hair journey, your beauty journey, because you played with a little makeup on. I played with a little bit of eyeliner on at times and you've mm -hmm. been in movies and you've experienced sets and you've seen the highs of Hollywood. How have you seen this evolution from, you know, us when it comes to makeup and hair? You know, it's been interesting because I've always gone to my hairdresser to get my hair done before basketball games, especially since that moment. You know, whether I had twists in my hair or a ponytail or, you know, the, the top braided and the, the back down, or if I was doing something in Hollywood, you still come ready. Whether you're going to have a weave put in, you have it done, makeup, I usually would have my makeup artist do my makeup before I arrive. And if nothing else, I have my foundation with me at all times because you just don't know who's going to be there. And if a person can get your foundation right, we're good. But if that foundation is wrong, sis, oh, it's over. So, and I've been in a situation, in fact, one of those shows I looked at and I'm like, what the heck was wrong with my makeup? Like it was so, it was not right. But over time, you realize what you want to look like, what your skin should look like when you're on television versus like when you're at home every single day. And I think the other thing for me was just when it came to hair, I don't like putting a lot of heat on my hair anyways. So for me, I can't wear the wigs or the wigs give me a headache. I tried a wig a few times. I, I can't do it. I have a, like a major headache, but I don't have a problem having a weave in or having my hair braided. I still love protective styles because I think they're really important, especially for the amount of television work we do yes. and being in studios. It's important to protect your hair because at the end of the day, when you watch them do the little hot curlers and wanding mm -hmm. and all of that on your natural hair and you start to smell hair and you're like, hold on, boo, that's my hair? I got a problem. So I'm really big on, you know, in fact, I'm getting my hair braided um, in two more days because I'm tired of trying to do it myself. But I had a flat iron, you know. Even when I wear ponytails, when you see me, all the middle of my hair is braided up. Mm -hmm. Like I have the middle of my crown braided and only the outside of my hair is out when I wear, you know, fake ponytails. So I just really enjoy the fact that we can change it up, like not always be the same. I think we all like the versatility of changing our hair. But I think at the end of the day, you have to protect your real crown. Like you have to, deep conditioning is huge. All the things that you need to do as far as makeup, buying your makeup, having your products and everything you need to look the best that you can. And if you have that makeup artist that you know is like your number one, your favorite, I bought everything that they use on me so that I have it in my kit. Yes. And it's important to just come ready. You have to have all the things that you need just in case there's no one there on set that looks like you. 
Yes, that is a fact. And you know, speaking of which, a lot of the conversation when it comes to beauty centers upon what is good and what is not. I think we're seeing that dialogue completely flip itself on its head because as much as we celebrate natural hair, we're starting to celebrate natural beauty mm -hmm. as well. Meaning makeup is not necessarily necessary at all times. Like stepping mm -hmm. out and being confident in your own skin, I think that's where it comes from the internal health. Like as long as you're internally healthy, or at least pursuing that hopefully, that's reflected naturally. Like that's your glow, that's your confidence, that's your essence. And then when it comes to hair, you know, we have this conversation about, oh, I have good hair, you don't have good hair. The thing is, is hair is not- Like we have people that choose to go without hair. We have people that choose to rock wigs and other people's hair. And we see people that want to rock their own hair. I think we're now seeing that makeup and hairstyles are all just simply self-expression. A hundred percent. Be you, do you, what you're most comfortable in. And at the end of the day, I think making natural choices for hair and protecting your hair and however you choose to do it is great. Protect it underneath. When you are in Hollywood, get you the wig, whatever you can do to protect your own hair because there's so much extreme heat that's needed for any character, especially even for us as doing sports. Just being there on television, on set, normally is a lot of heat going onto our hair. And then the makeup. Makeup is really important. Bringing your own, having something, but having a trusted makeup artist or a team Obviously, that's always goal. Eventually, when you get to the point where you can have your own makeup, I mean, team. I got my, um, I got my little sister too, and I always say she watches all the YouTube tutorials, and I'm like, hey, if yeah. I can't figure something out, I'm flying you out. Hey, that's the part of the business. <laughs> Keep it in the family. We have to go into this because you know your girl's always here for the petty and all the shady and all the fun and all the twists and turns. Yeah. When it comes to significant others, what are your practices? I've been with a guy, and I've been like, oh, like. He didn't know what was back there. And it's so funny. Some guys are exposed to, oh, that's a weave or that's not. Like I've had a guy and it was a black guy that looked and be like, wait, hold on. How does that work? And I'm like, how have you lived 30 some odd years of your life and not know the intricacies of who you next to? <laughs> <laughs> and even like, I've been the one that I've trained myself when I sleep at times. I've learned how to sleep straight up. So I don't turn my face under the couch. And uh, oh, make, make it <laughs> try to keep your makeup on sometimes, you know, you never know. You know, you want to lay cute, maybe there's a nap, there's a break, whatever the case is. Um, now obviously, I don't do that as much. Like, I'm like, you know what, my I've got my skin <laughs> regimen, all I need is a little bit of gloss, like, I feel good. But, like, what have you experienced with guys? Because I've had guys that you would think would know that don't, and guys that I didn't think would know that know. And I'm like, oh, you know, like, what goes on under here? Like, what. Everybody's different what men are exposed to and what they're interested in. I think for my husband, he just really has no interest. I got my hair flat ironed for the first time really in 2020 straight. And it take him like two hours like, oh, babe, oh, I like your hair. <laughs> yeah, I got it done yesterday. Thank you, babe. I appreciate that. Thanks for noticing. And then, you know, it's a possibility. Like I said, I switch up my hair a lot, like whether I have braids or he just knows how long it takes. Like, babe, you're going to be back like soon or you're going to be gone for like half the day. I'm like, oh yeah, this is a half the day style. <laughs> so I, I think he just like processes it in time more than like what's actually going on on my head. Um, <laughs> he likes when I wear a ponytail or my hair is back. You know what I mean? But I think at the end of the day, 
I don't think he really knows the ins and outs of like what's going on, a wig versus not a wig. My husband probably would not even recognize that. But he also says he don't recognize like other women. Like that's the same girl. Like, like because when women, we change it up so much. I feel like men have a problem recognizing that if you the same person that they met the other day. So you gotta be careful. That, that is so true. You switch up your hair and you're a brand new person to a lot of guys. Yes, they they don't their recognition, like face recognition, is not quite the same as women. What would you say to people in the workplace though? Because like that's a whole conversation about boundaries and hair. For yeah. me, it's just sort of like I educate people. And one of the ways I educate them, if you're close with me and I need to change my hair, like I need help, I'm gonna be like, hey, I need you to help me take out my weave. <laughs> I've had some people be like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I was like, just hold the razor, hold the scissors, right. pull the light up, look for it. I was like, I you know, I'm like, do not touch my hair, just look for the thread and slice. That's how you test somebody sometimes. That is awesome. So I don't know about this. Uh having somebody else in my head. I only trust my mom and my sister or my best friend to like really do my hair, but to like take a weave out, that's really, oof. Yeah, you gotta have some good eyes. And I need you not to mix up that string yes. in my hair at any turn. <laughs> so that's real, real important. You gotta have a real good life. No, I've got like three people outside my family that have done it. Oh, but I okay. have had guys say yeah. like, look, I've done it for my sisters before. I am here for you, queen. I'm like, all right, <laughs> I see you. Oh, that's awesome. Well, that for now, we're going to have to hold on the hair conversation, but we're going to get back to it because we're going to have my dear friend, Vivica A. Fox, up next, talking more hair and beauty. Okay, so today we have a very special guest. She's an award-winning actress, producer, entrepreneur, and now podcast host. Before I even get into the podcast host, <laughs> Vivica A. Fox is my friend from back in the day. I don't know how long we've been friends. And I was really trying to think, Vivica, I don't even know where we met. But do you remember? Girl, knowing us, it was probably either at a Laker game or maybe somewhere out in LA when LA was popping in the 90s, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Or, you know, um, I really couldn't remember. Games. I mean, we've just been around each other forever. So <laughs> you have been doing so many just amazing things. You wrote the forward on my husband's book. Women have all the power. Too bad they don't know it. Yes. You did some videos with me. <laughs> I had some hair stuff with you. Like just you have been such a supporter of black women. Me personally, the L.A. Sparks sitting courtside when we was winning championships or when we weren't doing well. Just talk about first, what makes you always show up and really be just an accountable sister for other sisters to look at? You know, I'm going to say it's the way my mother raised me, to be very honest with you. I am so blessed that my mother raised us across the street from the church. So baby, when I'm telling you, whenever the church doors was open, Bible study, vacation Bible study, choir rehearsal, <laughs> the men's choir rehearsal, whenever them doors was open, Evelina would be like, y'all go on over there. And I was raised in a Christian household. And then also my mother was a hardworking woman. She raised four children all by herself. I mean, my dad was in our lives, but mainly it was, you know, our mom. Yeah. And she always made us be accountable for our actions more than anything else. She was like, you know, just because y'all think y'all cute because the foxes was popular. 
don't mean that people gonna always give things to y'all. So mm -hmm. I would say more than anything else, it was my upbringing, seeing my mother give back at the church, helping others and stuff like that. I definitely got that spirit of giving and helping from my mother. So I know just recently you were not feeling well. You got a positive COVID-19 test that later you went and took another more in-depth test and it came back negative. How are you doing, sis? I'm doing amazing. You know, that four days of going through that experience of a false positive, I will mm. never claim a positive one because I had just been tested four days before that because as you know, you girl, every day I'm hustling. Um, I was working on a movie and my production company had made us all get COVID tests. So when I was supposed to do the Emmy hosting thing and they mm -hmm. sent me the test at, well, first of all, they announced it. And then they sent the test, which is kind of backwards, how to right. do things, but you know, things happen. And I had just said, Hey, well, here's my test. I had it on my phone. I got my yeah. negative thing on my phone. And I was like, Oh, here. And they're like, Nope, we need our own. And, um, all week I had been waiting for it. So finally I was like, okay, when am I going to get this, this test? And they sent it by FedEx. And that was the first red flag. Mm. But I will speak about my experience because I want others to know that whenever you are doing something as serious as a COVID-19 test, that it should be administered by a professional. My first test was administered by a professional nurse who, it was a concierge service. They came to my house. And first of all, I was like, ain't nobody sticking nothing up my brain and tickling my brain with no Q-tip, okay? Let me just let you know that. That ain't going down. Cause we just don't know that. I just thought when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, no, you're, that, we don't know. So invasive. It's so invasive. And doing that on a consistent basis, mm -hmm. we don't know what later that may cause. Long-term effects. Right. Anyway, make a long story short, they wouldn't take the negative test that I just had four days prior to that. And so they did it and I sent it. And, you know, Granny has a saying, follow your first mind. Mm -hmm. And I should have followed my first mind and said, no, I will not take it this way because I had told them only orally yes. and they were like, nope, that's the only way they're doing it. I sent it in and it came back and it was positive and I, I no symptoms, wasn't sick, had just worked the night before uh, finishing up the movie that I was working on and mm -hmm. uh, they ran with it. They were like, nope. And I begged them. I said, please, let's do another one. This is going to sabotage your show. I said, yeah. at least let me have the satisfaction that, hey, if I have caught it, I, I have to take that and I'll yeah. isolate myself and I'll do what the professionals are telling us to do. But they didn't want to do it. And I and had you to- you never had another positive test. Never, no. Never. So anyway, I had to call the people that I just worked with because now they had to shut down productions. Oh my gosh. And then retest everyone. See, that's what people don't realize is that- it's a domino you, effect. Yes, it's a domino effect. I had people calling me and girl that day when it when they announced it, I said, I can count this down. Five, four, three, <laughs> two, one. Child, that phone blew up for two days. Do you hear me? Everybody, oh my God. I answered everyone as much as what I could. But mm -hmm. the main thing was that I had the courage to speak to my production company and say, hey, listen, you guys, I got a positive COVID test. And they were like, we just worked together yesterday. We test you, we took your temperature, blah, 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 blah. So they were like, no, we're not taking that. We'll shut down production, but we're sending you another concierge nurse. And I got another test and it came back negative. But the emotional stress mm -hmm. that I went through was not fun. But I 
took it and I couldn't wait to five o'clock that morning to do that post. I tell you that much. <laughs> well, Vivica, I'm so glad that you trusted yourself. You trusted your gut, your intuition, yes. because health is so important right now. And I have Agreed. to say, you know, I'm new to LA. You are a legend in these streets like Lisa. You guys both are my mentors. And what I appreciate about you is that you are just as beautiful on the inside as you are on the outside. And we're talking about health and wellness. We've also been talking about beauty. And yes. a couple of weeks ago, there was a piece in the Hollywood Reporter called Being Othered in a Hair and Makeup Trailer, an Oral History of Styling and Beautifying Black Stars in Hollywood. Right. And what it did is it really profiled the experiences of Black actresses across generations, including Cicely Tyson, Gabrielle Union, um, Yvette mm -hmm. Nicole Brown, along with the experiences of Black beauticians in Hollywood. And we heard about women having to bring their own foundation to set or interacting with a hairstylist who doesn't know the first thing or anything about styling black hair. What has your journey been in Hollywood when it comes to beauty and also hair care? Because you are one of the greatest, you know, sponsors, not only of our team, but you have a brand that supports beautifying, you know, our hair and ourselves, giving us confidence through your hair company. It's been a journey. I mean, I, I can remember when I first started acting close to three decades ago. I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. That it used to just really be awful. Like I would pretty much come to set hair and makeup ready if I wanted to look the way that I wanted to look on camera. Now I have worked and I'm privileged enough to have my own team. I have my own hair and makeup people that, you know, do me. It's in my contract because I don't know why that is that they don't want to share and have black women look just as beautiful on camera as our counterparts. Why would you lie and say, I know how to do black hair and you really don't. And then they get angry with you or then they try to do your foundation and then you end up looking great. And then it will be arguments. And so the more power that I got in Hollywood, as far as producing my own films, uh, having my own photo shoots. I do my own photo shoots now that when I do magazine spreads, that I'll supply them my own images because I know what I look like in the images that I want to have out there, but you know, of myself. Because so many times you can see African-American women in photo shoots on camera and you're like, girl, edges, come on, somebody didn't get up in there? Or <laughs> that foundation yeah. ain't matching the neck, like, you know what I'm saying? And it's dreadful to see because you would think now that finally the makeup companies have all taken note and they make the different shades of foundation. Let's start there. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. Mm -hmm. So now they're starting to let African-American women bring their own people, listen to us, and make sure that they hire people that of our color that really can do our hair and our makeup. I used to wonder, is it because they don't want us to outshine them? Mm. I did. I mean, because mm -hmm. there used to be a time that they said that we couldn't star in movies, in television shows, and go internationally because that people just wouldn't accept us or that we just wouldn't get an audience. And I found that so hard to believe for the simple fact that everyone emulates our style mm. from our lips to now our hair to the way we dress, the way we talk. How can you say that? So we've kind of broken through that glass ceiling, but it's taken a long time. You know, I read about uh, in this same article that Cecily Tyson said when she had done, of course, you were way back in the day, 
but she said she couldn't even stomach watching herself because she looked so gray and different, yeah. you know, because of the makeup that they use. Have you ever had a situation where you allowed someone else to do your makeup and went on set or had to shoot something where you just felt very uncomfortable about either your hair or makeup? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Early in my career, sure. That, you know, that they just didn't know what they were doing. When I first started acting, yeah, not to be prejudiced or anything like that, because it was people that were not my color, you know, doing my hair and my makeup. It even used to be like that with wardrobe too, the whole look that you would just kind of go, you know, yeah. but now we're more in power positions. And that's because our fans support us more than ever now. And we have us as writers, directors, producers. Mm -hmm. So that changes everything as well too. And I fought very hard for those stereotypes to be broken. Like when I started to can play that game, which was the first movie that I got to star in, I fought, yes, I turned down that movie favorites. three times. You did? Because I didn't like, no, I did. I turned it down three times. I turned it down for the dialogue alone. And I fought for everything, the way we walked, talked, dressed, what car we drove. I got on their damn nerves. I really did. I'd be like, <laughs> that ain't right. <laughs> and then I'd be like, what, biblical, what today? But those were battles that I'm glad that I fought for because then I noticed that romantic comedies for mm -hmm. African-Americans, they became a lot more prettier, a lot more glossier. And then some of my movies that we were doing, other nationalities would kind of copy them. So mm -hmm. someone's got to speak up and not to be afraid to speak up. It's kind of like what's going on in our world today that we are supporting one another and speaking up for one another. And it's a beautiful time, especially for women right now for me to watch the WNBA playoffs and see them stand standing up for women causes and uniting together it warmed my heart it really yeah, did me too it, it's really a beautiful time uh to, to be a woman to be a black woman we yes. feel empowered and we feel like people are finally hearing us we are all in 2020 yes. how do you see Hollywood taking this moment amplifying our voices and being better moving forward Gosh, well, once we get back into major productions, because right mm -hmm. now things are in small productions where, you know, the sets have to be small. There's a lot of restrictions that are going on, but everyone's trying to figure out how to get back, you know, to a full capacity. But I guarantee you, you're going to see a ton of movies that are being made based on Breonna Taylor, based on George Floyd, based on those stories. Uh, there'll probably be a ton of documentaries that are going to come out. Yeah, yeah. Th there's going to definitely be a lot of movies and documentaries made about 2020. Uh, yeah. 2020 has just been a year like no other. <laughs> no uh, other. But the main thing that I ask for all of my fellow filmmakers, actors and actresses is just to make sure that if you participate in those stories and or in those productions that you make sure that the truth is told. Mm -hmm. So your upcoming film, The Wrong Cheerleader Coach, is part of your <laughs> So Wrong is Right franchise for a lifetime in which yes. you produced and starred in yeah. 20 films. Y'all, 20. I said 20. I didn't stutter. Mm -hmm. 20 films. Yeah. So tell us what this film is about. Wow. The Wrong Cheerleader Coach. I play the head cheerleader coach. Mm -hmm. And I have an assistant that comes in and she meets a young man that has just moved from Chicago with his daughter. And she becomes a little obsessed with him and his daughter. And all they can tell you, it's going to be some great hair talks, <laughs> a lot of drama, a lot of 
thrills. And like you said, this is my 20th one that I've done of the So Wrong It's Right franchise that I produce with hybrid films uh, directed by David Decato. And I just love that my films, it's like to have a voice and to be able to give other young actors an opportunity, you know, making sure that we have, uh, you know, color represented in my movies because yeah. the Lifetime Network is really supported by African-American women. And I'm so, so thankful to my sisters that they will sit and binge watch all of my movies and they'll have like <laughs> a Vivicathon, okay? Yes. And yes, then we I also mean. just finished a Christmas film as well too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, Lifetime is just, Sorry, Janae, but Lifetime is a, it's yes. like, you got to catch it from the beginning. You got to record, <laughs> you got to get your popcorn ready. Yes. Like, I love Lifetime. So everything that you do there, uh, fabulous. Don't forget your sister does act. So when the oh, world opens girl, back up. Now, you know, I will call you now. Don't that, because we don't have to do the basketball, the wrong basketball team. Okay. There you go. So listen, Viv, you yes. have this hair company. And I told you, I, I take pictures every time I go to the beauty supply. Yeah. And I'm like, look at my friend, got a picture of the beauty supply, no matter where we are, Houston, Dallas, here in Florida, all over to see that you've been able to expand your hair company nationally, it's elegant beauty supply, like everywhere. Yeah. I yes. mean, different states. So here's also the deal. international what, too. Is it? Yes, in London. That's so awesome. Yeah. What have you learned from having your beauty business in these 10 years since you started your own collection? that I have to be the captain of that ship. And when I say that, I took over for Beverly Johnson. When I came on board, I look at people like Puffy, Jennifer Lopez, Beyonce, people that have taken their brands and basically turned them into like a global phenomenon. Mm -hmm. And they were smart to capitalize off of their brand. And that how they did was, I really watched Puffy with him with the vodka thing, how he took his brand and he sold people lifestyle. Yes. You feel like when you're having his drink that you're on a jet, that you're this, right. you're that. It's <laughs> lifestyle. So the company that I work for, I had to every year really push with them lifestyle. I'm an actress. I'm, I do yes. movies. I travel. I do all kinds of things. We have to take the brand to another level. And that means lifestyle. It's got to be great. We got to get away from the church wigs. Come on, y'all. This hair got to start moving. We got to make this a little bit more. No, baby. <laughs> Baby, when I first came on board today, that's all I'm going to tell you, girl. They just had a lace all the way down here. It was just all kind of wrong. And mm -hmm. I fought them. Once again, I was like, and they would be like, what, Vivica? I said, we got to make that lace front. Why does it feel like plastic? I was so heavily involved. Yeah. And so if you want to get good results from your brand, you mm -hmm. have to pay attention. What works? What doesn't work? Who is going to listen to you? And something that I learned from my daddy, my late father, Mr. William Fox, is to attack intelligently. You can get whatever you want as long as you speak intelligently and have facts. Now that's a word right there. Can you say that again? People, yes, our people, learn, anybody listening. You have to learn to attack intelligently. If you want things to go a certain way, show up with receipts, do your homework. And you know, because we're black women, the first thing they want to think is that we're angry black women and we're not. We're intelligent, we're well-spoken, we're beautiful, but you have to just make sure to be manipulative to get the things that you want in life. And when you show up with receipts and you can show things constructively to people, most of the yeah. time they'll listen to you, hopefully. And if they don't, you need to leave them and start your own business. 
Right. Amen. Because I always go by this acronym of choice. Choice is C is for competence, to be competent about what your business is, as you're saying. H is hard work. It didn't just happen overnight. You put in the hard work and the dedication to get your line out there. O is for optimism, right? You're positive. You have great energy. You don't come with negativity. The I is for integrity. You're working a business of Mm. integrity, recognizing that the brand at that moment was not up to par, right? So you made changes in that. And then the other C is having that courage to move forward and say, hey, this is not right. You want to put Vivica A. Fox name on it, or you want to put Lisa Leslie on it, or you want to put Chanel Gumike's name on it, then it has to be a certain level. And you have to have the courage to do that. And the E is for execution, because a lot of people are dreamers, but they don't want to see it all the way through because it gets hard and it's not always easy. Are you down, Vivica, for a quick game of rapid fire? Sure. Quick game. All right, here we go. What book is on your nightstand right now? What book is on my nightstand now? It's probably a script, huh? Actually, it's they're they're magazines. I'm a magazine freak. I really am. I've got the People magazine with Kobe. There's one for Prince, and then there's a magazine that I'm on the cover of. So. Yes. Okay. What is your biggest splurge? My biggest splurge, my new house. Oh, yeah. Awesome. (laughs) Boom, boom. (laughs) That flex took me out. What are three things eight year old Vivica would have in her pocket? Candy, a ticket to go to the Pacers basketball game, and some boy's phone number. (laughs) Not the eight year old. That is my girl. Okay. What is a talent, not in your chosen profession, of course, that no one else knows you're good at? That no one knows that I'm good at? Uh, I'm a neat freak. I'm a, OCD a little bit, huh? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I, I, I remember am. I'm that. really, really neat. I like things in order. Hot seat. Who is the last person you kissed? It could be family. Oh, okay. Uh, my godson. What is the song, Viv, that's stuck in your head right now? Oh, my gosh. For me, tap, 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 be. Tap, 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 be. Tap, 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 be. I like that song. Oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. What is the mantra or motto that stays front and center in your life? Live, love, laugh. I believe you got to live, got to love, and sometimes you just got to laugh. Okay, so listen up, Viv. We are out of time, but you have been so amazing. Thank you so much for coming and joining us today. You can catch Vivica on Lifetime in her new film, The Wrong Cheerleader Coach on October 17th. Yes. On October 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern, guys. And we'll be right back. I just feel better. My spirit is aligned. We talked about beauty, (laughs) but more importantly, how beauty is really just confidence. And I guess on that note, that is our show. Make sure everybody and their mama subscribes to our show on Spotify, (laughs) on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, guys. And let us know what you think of our show. We'd love to hear from you. So hit us up. I'm at Lisa Leslie on Twitter. And I am at Chanae on Twitter and Instagram. Or you guys can send us an email at frontandcenter at bluewirepods.com. Again, that is frontandcenter at bluewirepods.com. 
See you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.